You know, sometimes things are a little harder than you think they'll be in life, but you gotta keep on trying. But take your time, things will be alright. A chubby golfer gazes out on the course, staring at a basket that he just can't touch. What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 116 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. Robin just got some songs uh, stuck in my head that I wish weren't in my head. Uh, you know, I feel like that is a good way to live your life, though. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a song stuck in your head. It brings joy to your life. As long as it's not like Friday by Rebecca Black or... You That'll know. get in someone's head. Now that you said that, that is in someone's head. Um, well, you know the songs that get in your or head like, like... Call Me Maybe by uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Those are songs you don't want stuck in your head. And I'm sorry to I mean, the unless, listeners. Unless DMX is on it. Oh, no, that... If DMX is on that track. If you want to help like remove that from your head, just uh, Google Carly Rae Jepsen DMX and you'll get a really awesome remix... Or is it remix or is it mix up? How what it's a they, mashup? Mashup, that's what they call it. Um, there was a point in my life, uh, the first two DMX albums, I was all about them. Really, dude? Also, Did I know you and talk to you? I, I don't know. I probably didn't tell. Like I, so like I was. We like, weren't friends. No, then, I was right? like I was like listening to like AFI and Bad Religion, and then like on my own, I would listen to like Dre Dog <laughs> and DMX and be like, yeah. Wow, I feel like you just kept a whole part of your life from me. This is you know I had to I had to hide away. I had subs in my car, so I had to find like some shit with some weird bass. Have you seen the the Ari Spears uh, uh, video where he imitates like seven rappers? Oh, he a, kills it. Yeah, have what you seen that guy? Oh, I don't know. As, it, this is a while ago now. I'm but, gonna go with drugs. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But he does like Snoop Dogg. He does DMX. He does Jay Z and. Uh, I forget. There's one other he does too, but he does them in succession. It's amazing. Word. Yeah. So sorry, I got on that tangent. Well, I was just trying. I was to gonna say the songs that get stuck in my head at this point are like kid songs, <laughs> kid songs, yeah. like theme songs to kid shows. Yeah. So uh, Moana, Frozen, uh, those tro- don't really trolls. No, like the, like trolls will get in. There'll be stuff from trolls, but like. Um, well, at least, now that at I least just, trolls is I like, just had you watch the video, so like the original theme song to Pokemon, like that's gonna be stuck in my head for a few hours now. Yeah, not me actually. I, I survived safely. Oh, you got another like year or two. Yeah, and then for sure, like once one boy is in, you're you're done. Yeah, kid but, songs, man. I just it's brutal. It's brutal. Like I feel like I feel like we should go out on the disc golf course at some point and and troll the people that put like terrible techno on their bluetooth speaker and just troll them with like kid song soundtracks instead like just get close to them with a really loud bluetooth speaker and and play moana like don't you think that would be like i mean for me i'd rather just play some brutal ass like black metal of just like all right fair enough like that yeah, okay you don't have to continue and like, and like the blast beats like i would rather just do that all right yeah that that that's but i would want to go over the top and have like a generator and like a full pa speaker yeah it's like fuck you <laughs> but- and there goes the <laughs> there goes the clean episode <laughs> well at, at least we've <laughs> successfully alienated the techno audience so 
It's not even techno. It's I like don't even know what it's called anymore, which is good. Like EDM, I can't do, um, and whatever that Skrillex stuff is called, like. Mm. No, I have no idea. No, I, thank you. I if it's not like uh, children's musicals, I I don't know what it is anymore. I I basically have been stripped of my my. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that bad religion? No, I don't know. What it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know. pretty much. What's that? No, nope. <laughs> pretty pretty much. Yep, I, is that <laughs> is that punk rock from my youth? No, I don't know what it is. Oh, less than Jake. Oh no. Okay, never mind. No. Okay. No. Oh. <laughs> Have fun. Have fun. So. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go sing some Frozen. <laughs> Later, guys. Did you know Kristen Bell could sing that well? I mean, come on, that's amazing. Oh, she's got pipes, <laughs> for sure. There's a few actresses that I'm like, wow, wow, I'm surprised. That was that was really good. That Trolls chick, but I guess she was in the singing movie. Yeah, I mean, she was in Pitch Perfect. Yeah, so, like you could, you could, like kind of guess that maybe she could sing. It's like I, I feel like it's a uh, one of those things. Like I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure actors sing. I'm going to continue that down this rabbit hole just a little bit, just to say, right. I am looking forward to Trolls 2. <laughs> okay. Purely because JT didn't get to do shit in that movie. I mean, he got he to is, do some stuff. He is upset, but he is by far and away, like, without doubt, I in mean, my he, mind, he holds the, down best, the best vocalist oh, yeah. in that entire oh, and, deal. And, and he had, like, two songs and only one where he was actually, like, getting after it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... Still, the the best song of the whole thing. He just pretty much puts his dick on the table and and shatters the glass. So, uh, no, you mean during the roller skating scene? That wasn't him. <laughs> no, it's True Colors. Come on. Yeah, I was like, he just he just broke that table. I mean, yeah. It just un. <laughs> Did my pants get tight? Maybe. <laughs> you remember Fruit by the Foot? Don't you worry about it. <laughs> it's fine. Don't, it's cool. I don't know where I was. Going. Yeah, we got. Yeah, we're fruit. I don't. I, I got lost. You you know, remember it's like the fruit roll up that like it, it was a foot long and you know you unroll it. I feel like it was a trollsy thing. You know, it's like colorful. Fruit did you cake. did you get fruit by the foot when you were a kid? No, hell I no. doubt. Like I was like, I you, saw. You only got to watch PBS. Like I saw other kids eating it, and uh, it looked fantastic. I didn't either. I'm just putting that out there. I didn't get that. But shit. Uh, yeah, I think I had like carrots and and broccoli and. I got that stuff too, but I also probably got like uh snack by the yard. Like I got like yeah. the super over the top generic yeah. that no one wanted. Snack get that name. by the yard. Yeah, I didn't get name <laughs> brand stuff. <laughs> you and Joe got fruit roll ups if they were brown. <laughs> right? Like I got uh I was definitely like a payless shoe source kid until probably mm-hmm. like high school to where I was like I'm going to the Puma outlet. Of course. <laughs> I'm going to go to the Reebok outlet and get my classic Reeboks. Yeah. It'll be tight. Yeah. The fanciest shoes I will ever own going forward in my life are either dress shoes or disc golf shoes. Adidas Terexes. Like, I've never. The shoe of disc golf at this point. Aside from cleats, I have never owned a pair of Nikes. I think, I, I think I'm in the same boat. I think the only Nike shoes I've ever owned have been... Uh, have been football cleats. Yep, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think and I don't right. have anything against Nike. I just like, even now, it was inst- it's instilled in me to this day that I'm like, wait, how much for like shoes that I'm supposed to keep clean and like, nope. Yeah, hard pass. I'm I'm cool. Hard pass. I'll but pay, but you want to you want to give me some Gore-Tex, uh, right? Gore-Tex, you know, hiking like aggressive walking shoes. 
which is like the disc golf category. You right? want me to you want on some Terex high tops? Yeah. 130 bucks. All right. Let's go. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, should we use shoes to transition into like talking about disc golf? Do you want me to tell everyone what we're going to talk about in this episode? Or yeah, I, guess, I mean, that Should we sense. just keep keep going on like terrible songs that get did, stuck in your have head? Have we said a single, like, did we, did, well, you said one of the disc golf podcasts. At least we got disc golf yeah, we one did. time, one time into Once. the show. Um, Once. God, I'm like, for those of you that are still listening, I appreciate you. Yes. Um. I really we really do. do. We we try to talk about disc golf, but sometimes we get distracted. You know, like the, like a kitten and a laser pointer. You got you got uh, you have a very very young kitten on one side of this room and a slightly older kitten on the other side of the room, and both of us cannot resist a laser pointer, and you're just gonna go but, after. But it. we're also like ob- obese kittens that like aren't chasing after laser. Yeah. We're just like tracking it with our eyes. <laughs> exactly. And not paying attention. We're like, oh, very, oh, it's over there now. Oh, now it's over there. Very slow, slightly intoxicated kittens. Yeah. Kittens that, that love their drink. Right? <laughs> totally. Uh, so before you get into that, I played disc golf tonight and Marcos, <laughs> my, our buddy Marcos played with me or p- we played league and, uh, one of the guys I was playing was like, I have played the last three rounds sober, and I've played better like each round. And Mario was like, didn't you do that? Didn't you like stop drinking to play better? I was like, oh, it didn't have anything to do with playing better. I just like thought I would actually get use out of the exercise and not add calories in. It uh-huh. had, had zero to do with like. Yeah, I mean, on, on paper, that, that should work. And then I was like, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't do let get, that. Let me get some beer. That's not true. It wasn't boring. You, you actually like came back to me, and you're like, you know. It worked out really well. I was playing well. I was focused. I made my putts. Yeah, but all it takes through like eleven down. But all it takes is got home, made love to my wife. It was now, it you're, was, just, now <laughs> you're just making things up. Um, you know what? All it takes is one round where you are drunk and you play super well to be like, well, it doesn't matter. That's true. That's true. You get like that. That uh, and we've definitely had those that rounds. beer confidence where you make a couple of circle two putts and you're like, yep. I'm the best ever. Yep. Where you like don't think about your putt and you're just like, uh, I'll just put it in. It's cool. And then you yeah. do. Yeah. And uh, then you go back the next week, do the same thing and miss like seven to ten footers. So. Yeah. <sighs> Sounds like my day today. Not exactly. I didn't miss seven of them, but I definitely I was like eight feet out on hole one and hit the cage. Oh no! Yeah, no. Yeah. Eight feet? No, it wasn't that close. All right, it's, it, say it was twelve. Okay, I mean it was probably like eleven, but I'll say it's twelve. <laughs> it was just, 12. just for you, disc it. It was eleven foot eight inches. How about that? Yeah, it definitely was a park job. It was definitely everyone being like, "Oh, dude, that was a great drive," and me being like, "All right, everyone missed their." Miss their putt, so I'll just, I guess I'll get the birdie on the card. Dink. Doink. Okay. Well. Yep. <sighs> yep. <sighs> Boom. Man. The, uh, putting poorly is just the most soul-crushing part of disc golf. Well, it's funny. Like, that's where I'm at right now. And, like, I swear you can go back three episodes, and I'm like, well, the one thing I got is my putting. Yeah. My putts are no, dropping, I, I and can I'm remember it. Out like, the other pieces. You had like three, four months of just like, oh, Joe's going to make that putt. Yeah, super solid. And like, I'm just like, it really, it's back to the windy shit. And I, 
overthink it. It takes me it takes me like the whole season to finally be like, just putt. Like yeah. the wind's not that brutal. Just yeah. like with drives where I'm like, oh, I disked up. And I'm like, I could have just thrown the same thing and thrown a little more hyzer. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> and then by the time I'm like, I get it. It's like the wind's gone. Yep. You don't need to worry yeah. about it anymore. Now you have to like figure out something different. It's like when you stand on the tee box and wait for the wind to be favorable. And then you throw and like you rushed it and, and uh, shanked it instead. Like pure calm conditions. But you threw a terrible shot. Instead of if had you just like dissed up or thrown a little bit more hyzer in the same conditions like seven seconds prior and timed it how you normally would it probably would have been fine wow this wind is brutal i better just pull out a fresh champion boss all right well i'm 78 feet to the left of the pin yeah uh, oops <laughs> oops guess i could have just thrown the regular shot that i throw every single time uh, no but uh analysis i you know had to uh, gather information on the wind, uh, make my decisions based on that, then uh, stand there and wait for the wind to change eat without changing my analysis of the shot, and then throw. That's the that's standard also, process. And then also the wind that is in front of you is not the same wind that is 200 feet in front of you, and mm-hmm. it's just like, well, yep, I probably didn't need to wait in the first yeah, place. That's what practice rounds are for. Yeah. So, you know, this is my new thing. Like, what if my new thing as in like right now, I just thought of this. What if all of our rounds were just like our practice rounds? And because we didn't have time to play a second round that actually counted, like we were just really practicing for the real round that we're going to play. But then our wives called and said we had to come home. And so really not an accurate representation of what we're capable of. I don't want to think about it that way. (laughs) Like that sounds... Much worse than but what's we're actually capable happening. of so much more had we, you know, had the experience to. By the way, Marcus had a beautiful point. Also, the fatigue, like I'm, dis- I'm disappointed in us and our choices for Father's Day. Not that Stafford isn't great, uh huh. But you know where sh- we should have went? Um, Hooters. We should have gone to Boonville. Oh, that would have been good. We should have gone to Anderson Valley. Yeah, that'd been good. Something to think about. We could back, about a year. We could we could do that about a year from now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. Make that happen. Is there who there no Hooters there? It's just just a brewery, right? There's there's uh Hooten, Hooten, Hooten Ball and whatever. <laughs> Look up Boonville. They have their own language. Yeah. Boont. Boontville. Boont Amber Boont. Ale. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um You could get your summer solstice on. We can we can smash there in my new car. Oh, okay. I'm I'm up for it. That'd be fun. So uh, I guess I guess this is the time when I normally yeah you should probably tell them what's going on. Tell people what happens in this in we're the, a show and we this do episode things. of the there Skull are things Podcast. that we do regularly. So we have a terrific show for you tonight. We are going to recap the Utah Open. We have our Raptor Range segment where we have phone calls and uh, some more musical contributions from our listeners. We have our deer review where we take a disc, we take a beer. We review them both, let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight we have the Innova Whale, which is a two-speed putter, and we are going to pair that with Kunhin Dripa, which stands for Double Rice India Pale Ale, which is a 9.5% alcohol uh, double India Pale Ale, double rice India Pale Ale, and we got that from uh, a wonderful listener, Mikal. So... Do you think it's gonna be like I just like I was like where have I heard that thing? It's gonna be like Saki Tumi at all. 
uh, you know, I, I have no idea because I've never had this before, you number one. And it's IPA, but I just think there's the rice wine that's sake. I, don't I mean, know. could be. I was just like, have I ever had like could rice be. rice booze before? And that's the beer that came to mind. I haven't looked at, at any of the reviews of it and, and read any of them. I was just going to like, it, it was oh, different no, enough. It's fresh it. enough. I was just going to give my first uh And as far as I can tell, first it's, glance it's, at it's it. poured straight from the brewery. Like it's in a small crowler. Uh, Michigan, and uh, yeah, it's ready to roll. It was it was poured on six fifteen. Yeah, it's out of Michigan, for sure. And then uh, I'm trying. To, I'm looking up right now the person that sent it to us because he sent us several awesome beers, and uh, and um, this is like just the tip of the iceberg. This is the first one, but oh yeah, no, we're gonna drink. They're all IPAs, more and, from this or gentleman IPAs and pale ales that kind of need to be drank fresh. So um, I know his first name is Mikal. I just didn't want to to slot uh, Mikal Morris, Michael, Michael, Michael. I don't know. Oh, man, I should have I should have hit you up. I'm so sorry, man, and uh, and gotten gotten your name right, but. Um, it's M I K A L. Just I'm gonna spell it out literally. For there we you. go. So hopefully I got it right. I'll I'll uh, if if I screwed it up terribly, uh, we'll send you a disc. How about that? I feel like we probably should anyways. Cause yeah, I think, really think we have to. Like this is this is easily one of the best beer packages we've ever gotten. No, and we've gotten some good ones. All right, so we are gonna send you a. Uh, a prime judge that I've thrown like thousands of times and Robin's kids too. And it's beat up and probably rolled over the car. You're into it, right? That sounds like that. That sounds like pretty half-assed prize. We should probably up that a little bit. Okay. We'll figure it out. I mean, at least an unthrown straight from Joe's bag. Lucid judge. No, (laughs) (laughs) I knew where you were going. I'm actually like I'd probably be better with that. I thought you were gonna go to like the prime. I was like, no, there's only a couple left. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> My the one I'm throwing right now is not gonna be fresh in like two months. I'm gonna need another one. Yeah, uh, Joe's favorite trespass. It's uh, got a giant's die on. Hell no, <laughs> hell no. But uh, thank you very much. This but, is awesome. We're gonna review this one. We're gonna hit the others real quick because they are. Uh, yeah. They're all kind of drink by. And this was canned on the 15th, so a week ago. Yeah. Right? So it's ready to roll. Like it got right to us. Yeah. Um, I do want to roll. You just brought up my favorite trespass. I did. Um, and it is a beautifully dyed moonshine trespass um, with a nice big giant's logo and awesome, like orange, like almost leopard spots, but a little bit more symmetrical. And that was dyed by one Chris Woods, C-Dub dies, um, and we were lucky enough to uh, get some other stuff from him this week. We did. Uh, we got quite the uh, quite the the package. Just one we knew we had sent him a couple of discs. We sent him two Glow FDs a while back. The Mystery Box Glow FDs. And, Let's just uh, be the Color Glow FDs. Yeah. And um, he didn't, we didn't really, uh, it actually turned out that, that I gave him recommendations on what Joe would like on his disc and Joe did the same for me. And given that we know each other pretty, pretty well, it worked out pretty darn well. 
Yep. So and Robin got a super rad Dodgers died. That is not. That's not. No, no, no one would be happy that. with that. No one would like no, that. No one would. Even Dodger fans would get it and be like, um, I, do take, I need to reevaluate my life. I do want to take one before we get into what the rad shit is. Um, apologies, Chris. We were supposed to open on the podcast. We couldn't help ourselves. I'm like, I don't know what, what you were expecting, Chris. I love you, but you can't. <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, you can tell we're pretty impulsive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I'm going to go play around. There was no way I wasn't going to open a package that that was, you know, contained discs. I just I Well, can't. I mean, it, he did the right thing by sending it to me thinking that I would keep it away. And I tried real hard and then. No, you didn't. You, you Well, were... I didn't try at all, but <laughs> I got it uh, and didn't bring it home with me for the weekend. And then usually I don't, we don't hang out before the podcast on Tuesday. But it just so happened we did, so I was like, I'm bringing this package. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to check this shit out. Yeah, and uh, it was, I was not disappointed oh, at all. Oh, no, not uh, at all. Like- so, uh, so mine's a pink color glow FT. Joe's is a little bit more white. But, yeah, just um, like glow. It's a straight, like, yeah, just straight, a standard straight glow, glow if you thought about glow. But I got, uh, the the dye he did is, is Yoda, who is, who is basically using the force to uh, send a disc into a basket in Who's, front of him? I thought that was Kermit the Frog. He's that green-looking dude that like uh, is from Star Trek. Know, no, it's at Star Wars. Same, same thing. Yeah, it's a totally different franchise, but you know, I'm pretty sure you're just playing dumb right now. But I'll explain it anyway. <laughs> he is the main Jedi Master who trains uh, Luke Skywalker and also trained. Uh, Darth Vader, Anakin oh, oh. Skywalker, and, and Dagobah. Yeah, uh, kind of. But well, that's where he <laughs> uh, taught Luke. Yes, yes, the, the swamp and the, like, yeah. raise the 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 X wing out of the water, and that's that's what he does. I know what I'm talking about. I just was I fooled you all. Oh, you just tricked me again. Boom! Into, into explaining uh, stuff that virtually everyone above the age of seven knows. Um. Damn it. Well, I'm just going to skip straight to what I got. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's beautiful. It is like four colors. So which for those of you that have dyed a disc before, this is multiple stencil layers and multiple colors. Dude is a true professional and um, underpaid true professional. Totally. Um, just don't ask for money from us. <laughs> but other people, if you want shit from them, you pay them good money because it's worth it. You should pay them a lot. A lot. Um, I got a Ninja Turtle. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to ask a question and I want you all that are listening to just say out loud the correct answer. And then I'll let you know if you're correct. The best Ninja Turtle, the coolest Ninja Turtle is. I'm personally, I'm a big Leonardo guy. I like the swords, you know, wrong answer. Uh, there's supposed to be one more science. Let's try this again. The absolute coolest ninja turtle is well i mean no nope, there's it's, it's a moment of silence it's a moment of silence for them to speak it out loud and then i'm gonna tell them if they're right or wrong so let's try this one more time I mean, intelligence uh, has so always uh, been uh, attractive uh, uh, donatello is probably the best ninja turtle is i mean Raphael is 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 very nobody much, cares about raps shut up i mean like donatello like Raph bands, is, yeah you're going for it leonardo like cool he's the leader he's got swords that's rad 
No one, no one comes up with listen. Raf is the guy you want on your side in a bar fight. Like he's he's right because like, the teenage neutrals are in bar fights all the time. I, I I mean they seem to be in violent situations. Did you know they're a lot. like they're like repackaging the Ninja Turtles and uh, Raf is gonna be the leader and Leo is just like a dude. That doesn't make That's any sense. That's trash. That, that is trash. That is absolutely what, trash. What are you doing? Anyways, I mean, let's be honest. Raf is a liability, but. He's also like the your Draymond Green, you know, like he's uh, no, he's you what? love him when he's on your team, you hate him when he's not, and you let's, know, let's just t- let's he uh, uses a weapon that I don't understand how it even works. Like, why does it have the the prongs on the? I, I don't get like it. To stop swords and like I guess, it's like but gar- it's for guards like, more. Wouldn't you just rather have a fucking sword or fucking nunchucks? Party, dude. <laughs> Michelangelo is by far and away the greatest Ninja Turtle that has ever existed. <laughs> like, I know you're doing a bit right here, but I'm sure we can all agree, like, Michelangelo, far and away, best Ninja Turtle ever. Nunchucks, fucking I think my only issue with Michelangelo is I'm not sure he's a very good skateboarder. And I, I feel like that's an important... <laughs> you mean the best skateboarder? <laughs> Dude, what are you even doing with your life? You obviously don't know anything that you're talking about. <laughs> so, well, today we learned Robin doesn't know about Ninja Turtles. Well, I guess that makes sense. You watch PBS. You don't know Ninja Yeah, I mean, uh, you want to quiz me on on, on Arthur or, uh, I never watched or Arthur. Sesame Street? I, I can I, download some Sesame Street. I can, I can do that. Um, well, at this point, like my son watches tons of PBS stuff. Anyways, I got a super rad Ninja Turtle nunchuck swinging... Uh, Michelangelo, it's red. Like it's a, I, it's in my bag. Like yeah. once it's in my bag, I was kind of like, I guess, I, it's somewhat filling an FD hole because I've got an OG glow, a swirl S line, um, and a second run. So it's kind of between this, this, the swirl S line and the OG glow, uh, and it just looks red. So it needed to be there. Yeah. I don't know if mine's going to go in the back. I think mine's going to be a wall hanger. That makes sense. Number one, like if if you put a disc that has been stencil dyed in your bag um, and you play it out in the course, it, when when you expose it to light and sun, it's going to start to bleed, um, especially when that disc heats up. So that's something to consider. Like if you have a really, really well done stencil dyed disc, you've got to be careful because if it sits even even one round where you let that thing out in the sun and it heats up, um, it's going to start to affect and blur those lines. So, well, I guess I'm never going to go out in the sun again. Well, I mean, you can, cause you got like all that hair to protect you from, from those UV and rays my, and my Mexican melanin. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, can consider every stencil dyed disc like me, like I'm the alabaster. I'm gonna burn. I'm. It just you leave me out for like seven minutes. So it it turns red and gets cranky. Yeah, it gets cranky. I'm gonna get some freckles. It's, it's not gonna work out well. That that's what they are. So I I really don't want to degrade this disc at all. I'm gonna put it up on our on our disc golf podcast wall and appreciate it forever. That makes. It's gonna be great. No, it makes total sense. And it's normally completely against my um. My yeah, philosophy got- with with discs like this, but in this particular case, I uh, I want to make it a wall hanger. I got tons of FDs. I love this this particular one, and I want to look at it forever. 
Well, see, and I don't have a ton of FDs. I mean, we got some coming, so I will. I mean, uh, my FDs, your FDs, aside That's from. That's true. Aside from, from like. Second rounds. And, well, and the, <laughs> and glo- some glows. And the glows. Oh, the, my The OG my, glows. My OG glow is going to live forever. Yeah. King Boo is going to live forever. King Boo is a G. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I I had two ace scares with that second run today. Nice, I really good. It really would have been cool if it like went in the basket. But good. A little scare is good too. <clears throat> Should we uh, move on? Chris Woods, check him out. He's on he's on the book, and uh, which is uh, what the kids call Facebook, right? Yeah, I'm, fa- I'm so out of touch. My face space. I barely know how to use Facebook. Yeah, I'm not and it's not really hard to to do it just I'm no it's not that that it's hard or it's not it's that you purposely want to be bad at it and that's okay no i that's actually totally accurate i don't want to to be good at it at all and uh, i feel like it's uh just a, a platform to pillage your uh personal information for uh corporate gain but i mean there's that's a neither reason, here nor there there's a reason there haven't been uh near close to enough uh D picks on our uh, Snapchat. We I have d- a Snapchat. I, we do, and I just don't want to look at it, and I don't want to like do things on Snapchat, and I don't check it, and I don't add friends, and I don't Got pay it. attention to it. But I made one, and I, then I don't. You know, I think it. I knew we had a Snapchat because I feel like we made jokes about it in the past. Probably, you know, about uh, D picks. Yeah. Um, like early on when we very first started doing this podcast, like a few years ago. We got all the social medias, yeah. And I got a Snapchat, and then I didn't do anything with it because I was like, this, yeah. "This is weird." But now Snapchat has really made a turnaround, and Snapchat is really just for like taking silly pictures that with their like, uh, you know, filters that make you look like a puppy. Yeah, it makes your penis look like a puppy. Uh, has any people? Do people do that? I hope they don't. Dude, do it's that. Snapchat. Of course, people do that. Uh, I bet they have. Like snap, like that's what Snapchat is really for. No, dude. No, you're just trying to make yourself feel better about your wife being on Snapchat all the time. I am. And I would like it to stay that way. Thank you. (sighs) No, it's a caterpillar. It's fine. That's that's a straight up. I don't No. Straight up. That is a very weird looking scuba diver. Oh, God. Look at the size of that air tank. <clears throat> oh, it's a slug. Oh, it's a dick. Well, what do you say we move on <laughs> That's and, a good idea. and talk about the Utah Open? <laughs> Not about Snapchat ducks. No. <laughs> okay. Good idea. <laughs> if you have time, um, look up uh, Wanderlust mm-hmm. Paul Rudd mirror outtakes. <laughs> I'm you, fi- I'm fixing will- <laughs> I'm fixing to do that right now. I'm fixing to fuck you. <laughs> you you will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Right. Oh shit! <laughs> I really like. Let's keep going, but I really just want to pause the podcast and watch it on YouTube right now. <laughs> no, we can't do that. We cannot do that. You can't do right? that. Right? We would love to. I mean, we could do that, but we're not going to. No, we're not going to do it. Instead, we are going to talk about the Utah Open which is Disc Golf Pro Tour event, another one. So we had live coverage, and uh, it was on a ball golf course, just has it's been in the in the past years. Uh, the course that, that um, I said in previous episodes that I was going to give a second chance, 
because of what I saw in person at, at Glen Eagles and how uh, those those areas, a course like that, a, a ball golf course, can be manipulated to be a good setup for disc golf. And I watched it. I still hate. I still hate it. Well, they're just. I still hate it. SFO had... I can't stand this course. Has that just beautiful run of trees through the middle of like the the left fairways. You know, I I tried to to, um, block that out and just be like, okay, like just take the... the, Like there's nice scenery, there's mountains in the background, and then you got a hole that is 405 feet and you could land... Seven feet from it, and be in a sand trap and take a hazard. A, take yeah. a penalty. I just don't get it. I don't care. That's stupid. A lot of just mean water and that hazard. Um, they so. did. Luckily, like I would be even more upset if they hadn't have made the change to the cart path. So last year, all cart paths were OB. Even, oh no, if they were in the circle, sometimes they weren't OB. Yeah. Yeah. Not always, I don't think. I know. So they made it better than it was in the past, but it's still like you got this amoeba-shaped sand trap that is as close as like, I don't know, all up at the 10 feet from the basket. And Listen, it's in the circle. Oh, a lot of it. A lot of the, the times it's in the circle, that's dumb. Yeah. And it's one thing if it's like just a little part of it or just a spot, but I don't know. I'm not a big fan of of uh of parts of the course that increase the the penalty of randomness. So yeah, it's like a it's like a 2 meter rule. Yeah. I agree. Which by the way, uh if we've not stated, I'm sure we have multiple times. We are in Northern California, the home of the 2 meter rule, and we firmly oppose it. This is a terrible rule. It's dumb. It needs to go away. It is dumb. Live Oak is a jerk. Yep. And I have... <laughs> I lost a teleporter. <laughs> I have thrown discs at full speed from 25 feet away, and it has gotten stuck. Just eaten and that's up, so. dumb. Then to already be like, I'm 25 <laughs> feet off the tee. This is stupid. Oh, and now I get a stroke penalty because it's stuck in this yeah. stupid dick tree. Now, the nice thing about the course like this is we really get to see these big arms open up and just really, you know, unleash their, their best drives. We also get to see some some interesting thumbers like that Sias Ace, Sias Elmore Ace, where it's basically like the craziest thumber shot I've ever seen in my life. Like, thumber... It's almost like a forehand. It was like a forehand. It's like a thumber forehand. It was a. It was like a a, a skyheiser forehand. Like that. Yeah, he really was. It just it, except it was clearly a thumber grip. When you look at it, it's not. It, except he threw it on an angle of like a a sky forehand, and it looked like a forehand shot once it was in its flight. But it worked. Skipped into that. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, and bounced vertically on its edge and then just bounced right into the basket. One of the craziest shots we've, we've seen in a while. And Coling hit the basket, caught metal on that same one in his yep. first round. I saw it, too. Do we know what hole? We don't. I can't remember. He got an ace, though. So he that's did. neat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't remember which one. But uh, 
<clears throat> I do, are we ready to hit results on this one? Real quick. Cuz cuz look at that leaderboard. Did, this this is what are we on sorry. Surprise surprise Joe is uh going on a random quick direction. It's called a tangent. Yeah, like I was going to go that way. Uh how many I thought that was an MVP disc. Um <laughs> how many sports center It's it's actually Joe. It's it's it's, axiom. it's where a, a you know the intersection at the apex of a certain it's you know it's a it's a geometry genometry thing you know where a line makes a single contact point with a curve exactly that's yeah. a tangent oh i know what that is yeah yeah i know my maths all right i'm just saying don't, don't you dare try not just saying me. you know um it's mvp didn't make up the word tangent and it you know it's like a probably aristotle or something like that like is it actually mvp <laughs> though or is it axiom cuz i don't know anyways um well, shit. No, I don't even know. So I think win. Chuck Norris made up the, the you, tangents. You win. I well, feel like wait. I had a really cool point, and it probably really about wasn't that what? Cool. Wait, you were gonna say something about something? I was, and I, and I don't know what that is. So obviously, it wasn't that important. So before you were gonna do that, I was gonna talk about the fact that we had Ricky Wysocki, Eagle McMahon, and Paul McBeth all one, two, three, which is how we would script every tournament. And how we often do pick them, like and it's it, almost it like you could just like you could put those three names in a hat and be like, oh, who's first this time? Pretty much, yep. And but and, and that's kind of what happened, except that Ricky just absolutely blasted. I'm going to show you these round ratings right now. Check out that that third round. For, oh no, it was, it was for it one was, it was, one Richard Wysocki. It was Dirt McGirt, eleven hundred and six, one thousand one hundred and six rated final round that is bananas you know what's almost more bananas that thousand four rating from eagles first round where he went ob like 37 times yeah yeah like every other throw was in water or in hazard yep and he still threw a thousand rated rounds yep we were watching that and we we're like, how is he still playing so well? He is OB every time and i'm sure paul must have done the same on the second round because that is a not fantastic. A round. 974 rated round for Paul in the second round. That is no bueno. Uh, spoiler alert. I watched like pretty much all the first round and pretty much all the third round. I am still behind. So, and yeah, I did the, the same thing you did. I I, uh, I skipped the second round uh, to, to try and, and get get a better idea of what happened for the third round. So. Yeah. Um, but holy cow, Ricky. But, yes, I mean, so it's a – it's you know what it makes sense now I'm thinking about it with Ricky. Um, it is a big arm course, but there's a lot of punishment for like the top tier arms. Yeah, and and trying to get all all aggressive and and run those greens and it's true like it, he typically does not do that. And where e where we saw Eagle going ob. Rick was probably playing a little bit safer, not taking that extra stroke. Well, a little bit safer, but also like, uh, and and this is not to disparage Rick at all, but he doesn't throw as far as Eagle. Real close, like he's a bomber for sure, forehand yeah. and backhand, but he's not all the way up there. Yeah, and that hooked him up, but also is, you know, surprise, Rick's real good at putting mm -hmm. and up shots, and yeah. somehow. The harp hits near the basket and doesn't go anywhere, and it just says 
Yeah. Whatever you want, man. How I about that? You. That 44 in that round three. That is, that is nuts. That's crazy. That's crazy. And if you want, like, Paul and Eagle both had ridiculous rounds. Um, and Eagles was, he had, like, some string of, like, out of, I don't know, maybe, like, six holes. Three or four of them were from, like, 44-plus, and he just nailed them. Yeah. Like, no problem. Yep. It was – it. this was an impressive display in that in that final round. Like, Paul and, and Eagle's rounds were, were like, elite in and of themselves – had had Ricky not well, had Ricky not been there, they probably would have been like course records. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's they they were and that was incredible. So seeing those three do that, I, I just I think the only thing that would would have made this better would be if Simon Lazat had had turned up in that fourth spot. Um, and I mean, yes, that would have made it better. What really would have made it better is if uh, well, not Eagle because he's nineteen. But if all of a sudden Rick and Paul were like, you know what? We love beer. And they just started talking about how cool beer was. Yeah. That would have made it better. And uh, and then um, ate, you know, hot dogs together with vegan ones for, for Eagle. Yeah. Like, are vegan hot dogs really hot dogs? I don't know. You know, to be honest, I, I've never had a vegan hot dog. I, that's like the only like v- like fake meat thing I've ever had. Really? I went I went uh I played in a band when I was in Chico and I went on this random camping trip one weekend with like my saxophone player and drummer and like a couple ladies. So was it was like a tofu hot dog or something. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Right. It was like a a vegan dog or whatever and they're like, "Oh no, it's cool" cuz like my drummer at the time was vegan and he was like, "Oh, you don't even know." And like gave it to me and I like took a bite. I was like, "No, you're a liar." Dude, I being, definitely know. Like I, if there's one thing like Eagle gets a ton of crap, you know, people making fun of being a vegan, but being a vegan on the road has got to be one of the more difficult things to do just in general. Like it is so difficult to find food going from town to town when you have uh, you know, a restriction Crazy on your diet dietary like that. Restriction, yeah, for sure. Like that is insane and the fact that he's able to do that is impressive to be honest. I, I know whatever you think about Like uh, my 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 world's already bad because I'm a picky eater. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if I was that like extreme, I don't even I don't even know what I do. So like I can know. get meat and cheese and bread everywhere so I can survive. Yeah. So that I mean that's just impressive. I mean it's getting easier in, in a lot of parts of the country, but but uh, I to, that's not easy to do. Like having even one minor dietary restriction, going to to regular restaurants, it's it's difficult, not easy at all. And having a, a no you know no animal products in there, that's I'm sure he goes to certain areas and struggles mightily. So yeah, like Robin doesn't eat salt. So it's like super rough. Well, I mean, I I snort it. Is that that's how you? That's how you're supposed to do it, right? Um, that's not salt. Don't lie. Don't don't lie to the listeners. I mean, I get it. It looks kind of similar. I I get it. Uh, you know, it comes just because when you crush it up, special it, it kind of looks like little salt. baggies. It's very expensive, and um, it it helps you with energy, and it makes everything taste better. I and you're, um, no. And then when you fall asleep after six days, like it's the best sleep ever. What is sleep? Is that? <laughs> oh, well, you got something else going on for that. Got it. 
Nothing nothing to do with your salt intake. No, no, my salt intake uh, you know, it's it's uh you know, kids that decide they want to walk at at not even 10 months. That's that's my life right now. Woo! <sighs> I'm sorry. He's sorry. not even 10 months old, Joe. He's walking. Yep. Yep. Uh hashtag one and done. Oh my god. Like what the hell? Yeah. Uh, every time we have these conversations, I'm like, I think I made the right decision. Nah, you know, uh, someday when um, when the the youngest of your 19 kids is 18. Yeah, no, when when Kian, or through college. And yeah, or when when Kian uh, has like his MLB contract as a left-handed pitcher, you know that that'll work out. That'll be fine. Yeah, they'll help take care of you and your forty-two kids. Yeah, that's that's also the plan. Um, I hope, please, please, and uh, please, you know, me. my one child will be doing very well, and my wife and I will be great, and uh, I'll have racked up lots of extra disc golf time because I'm not raising multiple children. And yeah, and uh, your 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 uh, paleontologist son will be doing well, and that'd yeah, be great. He's, he's gonna he's gonna uh, discover dinosaurs. And Totes na- possibility and, and, and name them after Pokemon. I hope not. I hope he. Um, I don't even know how you name dinosaurs. I'm pretty sure. Don't they have like some sort of like naming structure? Unless he found like a new. No, bro. Like you, it has like Saurus or Cephal, like that part. But you can get the the first part. You can do all, do what you you want. Got it. Like, there's like a Utah raptor because it was like discovered in Utah. No. Oh. Like it's all it's all so, like there's the. Argentinosaurus, because it was in Argentina. Like, I already know too much about dinosaurs. I hope I forget about all of it in the next five years. So, uh, my son would create a Kianosaur. That would be that'd be what he'd do. His name's Kian, so that's what that's what it should be. So, I think you should tell Henry about that, and uh, it'd be a nice little, you know. Family I feel thing. like you need to you need to like get the full Keonse in there, not just a Kiana. Oh, Keonse is is for sure his nickname. He's gonna hate that when he gets older. Keonse cephalosaurus. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a disease. They kind of do the cephal like yeah yeah yeah. I mean, the, but it's the thing. You know? I don't like it. I don't like it. All right, I'm gonna give top ten here on on the Utah Open. Do you think he'll hate Keonse more or Queen Key? Oh, I don't say Queen. I'm not going to let Queen Key go on for very long. Keonse, for sure, I will say for a long time. But no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My poor son. No, he's going to be the one who kicks your ass. Probably. You talk too much shit. He are- Shut up, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Disc golf is stupid. Ugh. Yeah. Um, and then there's just Desi in tears. That's our dad. I'm glad you've just described my children uh, assaulting me slash each other. Not Des. Des would never do that. No, he wouldn't. No, you're right. All right. So uh, top 10, Utah Open, Ricky Wysocki. <laughs> Keen wouldn't do it either. I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> Ricky Wysocki taking on the win, 25 under par. E- Eagle McMahon in second place at 21 under par. Paul McBeth just barely From the in chase third card. place. From the chase card with a hot with a really hot round. Not the hot round, of course, because as we mentioned, uh, Ricky Wysocki's, but at 20 down. Austin Hannum in fourth place, tied with Joel Freeman at 15 down. So you got Austin Hannum, Joel Freeman, 15 down. Anthony Barella and James Conrad tied in sixth place at 14 down. 
Kevin Jones, Grady Shue, and Drew Gibson tied in eighth place at 11 down. And then you got Charlie Goodpasture, Nate Perkins, Preston Johnson, and Andrew Presnell all tied for 11th place at 10 down. So, and then uh, hit the, the FPO. Wait, 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 wait. Go go back. I just got to gotta look at my, my dude that I put a bet on, and he broke my heart. Who broke your heart? Double G. Yeah. Where'd he go? He's doing so well. 21st. Oh, okay. He's doing so well. What was the bet? And he still had a good round. Uh, you were supposed to get me a 16-ounce or smaller malt liquor. Oh, I didn't do that. Well, we can save it for next week. I'm okay, okay. with that. Um, but yeah, I put my... I put my trust in him, and it it seemed for a moment that he was going to repay that trust. He was he was rolling until until that that uh, well, his second round wasn't too wasn't awesome. Fantastic, yeah. Um, uh, but his first round was pretty darn good, and uh, then the the following two rounds, he just didn't really didn't really play that well. Barely above thousand, um, in his final round in a nine ninety one, which isn't going to do it in the in the second round so nope 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 <coughs> uh i still believe in you i still believe in you yeah. also shout out to lou bitney local lou bit lewis bitney for getting on the lead card second day so the the uh highest rated round in the uh the first round was paul Macbeth with the 1073 and in the second round or sorry i had that yeah, in the second round, ten fifty one for Eagle McMahon and Nate Perkins and Nate Perkins. That's nice. And then, uh, of course, Ricky Wysocki with the eleven oh six in the third round. Look and at then that young man in sixth place, Ricky and or and then Eagle and Paul tied with the ten eighty nine rated rounds. Anthony Barella with a ten seventy one rated third round. So that kid throws real far. Yeah, yeah. Good times. No, is I mean good for them. Utah Open is what it is. There's very picturesque. Um, some holes are great. You get to see bombs. Um, you get to see, you know, birdies that no one else is gonna get. Yeah. Uh, but you also just lots of ob, lots of hazard. You mix some wind in, um, and not any. There's not a lot of technical. Like I think they add the hazard and all that stuff to kind of makeshift technical shots but that's not that's not real that's yeah. not what the outcome really is I th- and then the other part i really didn't like about this course is the uh driving range nets yeah. on there's two holes there's like a, a lot of island stuff too yeah the two holes that have a driving range net in these huge like telephone pole type posts that are in there and on one of the holes the wind is blowing through the net and you can actually ride the net and have your disc skip towards it. And on the other one, the wind's blowing the other direction. And if you hit the net, it's gonna gonna carry it right into a pole and stop it dead in its tracks. And I just I don't really I don't know. I feel like it's kind of I just don't like it. Yep, I I agree. So, um, you know, if those were like if those are trees or whatever they are, I just I don't know. I don't like this course. It just doesn't look like a like a fun course to me. Uh, so we called the winner of the FPO. Yeah, we did. Um, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I knew her putting was on. It's legit. 
But I do also want to point out, uh, I did have a little special shout out saying Paige Bierkus is on fire right now, and she did not disappoint. Yeah. Yeah. Playing well. So we had Katrina Allen in first place at plus eight, and then we had Paige Bierkus and Jessica Weiss in second place at plus 11. Lisa Fakus in fourth place at plus 13. Kona Panis in uh, fifth place at plus 13. So, sorry, plus 16. Yeah. But great job. I mean, it's a it's a boom course, and it's kind of the way I talked about um, Rick, but to a much lesser extent. When you throw like cat, and you know you're probably like topping out. I don't know what do you what would you say like four thirty four fifty max four fifty yeah, but probably more consistently like that three ninety to four ten. Mm-hmm. You're not going to put yourself in a lot of trouble. If you're having clean drives, like you're not going to overshoot stuff. You're not going to end up in water um, just because a lot of those shots where like Drew and Eagle and Paul got in the trouble and went OB. It's because they threw, you know, 510 on a 490 foot hole. Yeah. Like things that you're not going to run into when that's outside of your range. Yeah. So a course like this being a longer course, but in that sense really plays to the strengths of cat. I think so. And her putting clearly. Yeah. Was good. And pretty, pretty nice. Even, even ratings on each one, a nine sixty nine, nine fifty seven, and a nine sixty seven. So she, she, you know, played pretty much consistent the entire yep. way. So, and uh, one ended up winning by three strokes. So. I mean, really, the top the top four women were very consistent. Yep. Yeah. All all nine fifty plus more or less rounds, nine fifty or or better. I guess there's some nine forty nines in there, but nine forty or better is what you meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, just c- clean, consistent rounds though. Yeah. Like there wasn't huge swings with those top four. There wasn't. No. Like if you look up at the top men, like. Paul and Eagle had like eight stroke swings between rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that is like you said those those crazy holes where like, you know, you could throw exactly the shot you wanted and on a 500 foot shot with like wind and and conditions in the air and you have to land it in a spot where there's OB inside the circle, you're going to have some randomness. Right. And when you're throwing 420, you're going to be clean and yeah. you have a nice and easy you're up shot and you just go my 3 I'm fine with yeah. like i i'm there's there's not a part of me that's going to get that too like that's the what comes that's what happens when robin and i play like there are holes that are out of my reach like yeah i can throw further than robin but in the end we're both having an upshot and his upshot being 40 feet longer than mine doesn't matter probably not no like it's it's yeah we're both going to 3 my extra distance doesn't mean anything right now. Sometimes it does. And no, it does. I'm just saying there's a lot of those holes around us. Like the big, big boomers um, are too big for this arm. Yeah. Any uh, any last thoughts on the Utah Open before we move on to our Raptor range segment? Uh, it was fun. It was cool. It was nice to see more pros. I think last year there were not as many as the big names got out there. I feel like you're right. Um, because it was a disc golf pro tour event this year. I don't think it was. Oh no, it was last year. Um, 
it was cool. Uh, it's not a course that I get geeked up for, though. It's yeah, not a course yeah, that we're rolling. Same. And I like the ball golf courses. I just think there's so much wind and just kind of weird layout stuff that, um, you know, I think you're right. You brought it up earlier, and I didn't think about it this way. I think like a Simon out there would have made it more enjoyable mm-hmm. um, because there's definitely insane lines to be had. There's really funky things that if you really want to put it all on the table, you can make some amazing shots. Yep. Uh, but it's just, it's a little too brutal. I, I, I think, guess, I don't know. Mine's just the randomness, you know, yeah. like, like a good shot being penalized. I, I hate to see that, you know, if it's, if it's one thing like a random roll that goes down or, or, you know, something like that. But when it's just like a, a spot in, in an area that should normally be considered a good shot that is going to get a penalty. I just don't like that. Yeah. It's like the man-made hazard at, um, USDGC. Yeah. Like not you're in this, you're in the circle, but you're in this corner of the circle. So yeah, it's a hazard. Yeah. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Like I feel like if you can, if you can throw that bar and get within 10 meters of a basket, you should be, you should be safe. Yeah, I feel um, like the and and if if it's not like that, it should be uniform. Like say it's it's that the basket is put at the edge of OB, so you know that you can throw short, and and play it that way. But when it's like this curvy line, and you don't have like okay, I can go long of this and be safe. I can go short. I can be safe. I can go left. I can be safe. I can go right. I can be safe. Like when it's just like okay, well. There's this amoeba-shaped thing right around in the circle, and I just kind of have to throw a hyzer up there and hope that it doesn't roll into this low point near the basket where a disc is going to roll to, most likely. I just I don't like it. I don't. I just I just think the circle should be safe at all times. I I don't I don't necessarily. Agree. I, I think that you can set up situations where the circle is not safe, but it needs to be like one part of it. Like like say you put a, a basket like say twenty feet from the edge of a lake. I'm cool with that. As long as it's like that's if you go long, you know that's what it is. Let me tell you about here maybe this is a better way. Uh I'm I'm amending what I said. There should be a circle that has a diameter of 10 meters mm-hmm. with a basket inside some portion of that that is always safe. Oh, okay. I like that better. Yeah. I, I think that's... Like, not... you should have a good landing zone. No, I totally you get you. within a 10-meter yeah. circle, you're safe. And I think we basically said the same thing. Like, yeah. Totally. I like, just was amending it to make it, like, yeah. visually, in my mind, makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I think that that Visually, in my that mind, makes you total like that, sense. that phrase? That made zero sense. Um Visually, visually, sure in my mind, it's uh, it, I don't. Know, I was trying to think of another word for visually that would make less sense, but <laughs> orally in your mind, it makes sense. I would have liked audibly <laughs> better than orally. I knew the oral that you're going versus the other oral, but audibly would have been better. Uh, I think I think I made the right choice. Audibly on paper, <laughs> it makes sense. I think that's a better reference to what I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, in your mind, anything. It can be audible. It can be visual. It can yeah, be, but, can, any but of it's your in senses, my mind and it's not. They're all processed by your mind. Right, but it's not. It doesn't make sense to anyone but me. And I was trying to say it as like a reference for more people to understand it. Tactily, in my mind, I Bro, think it makes more worse. sense. <laughs> <laughs> you just feel that certain. You feel the grass <laughs> like you understand. <laughs> all right, I think we should move on to the Raptor range. I think we're we're good on the Utah Open, right? We are. So you we, know what though? You know what it really is. Like my last, my final, final thoughts. And we brought this up. I think last episode, gearing up for Utah Open. And I understand that you have to have like a nice, clean flow. And I appreciate that all the disc golf like tournaments are like you're not bouncing back and forth across the country. There's like a nice kind of path to move up California and then through Oregon and then Utah. But I feel like you could have made with the same amount of travel and not too much outside. If Utah Open lived between SFO and Beaver State Fling, I would have liked it better. It's just really rough to go like De La, Glen Eagles, Milo, Utah Open. <laughs> could be. I mean, that could be part of. Like, if you want, if you want De La, Glen Eagles. And went straight from Glen Eagles to Utah Open, be like, oh, okay, cool, and then got to Beaver, got to Milo. That would for sure be more miles for the for the disc golfers to cover. So I I think that that they're probably they probably now it's not, but it's not. It's, you know, it's my not cross country. I'll, I'll double back on on my dream scenario, and I know it's not possible because like the cell coverage isn't great, but uh, Tahoe. Oh yeah, Tahoe. Uh, needs to be part of of the disc golf pro tour at some point it would be amazing those courses are incredible the courses around lake tahoe california nevada um i've only both played sides. river and i know it's not but are the yeah. other ones like private courses just disc golf mm, uh yes yeah well then yeah let's do that yeah they, i know that's kind of the frustration mm. and i've seen there's been a lot of like facebook posts lately from truckee river is the worst of them Oh yeah! Like you, oh, you played the worst course in Tahoe, and it's still great, and it's still pretty good. And but uh, Bijou and Zephyr Cove and Sierra, those are all awesome. So um, yeah, that would be really great. And plus, just the scenery you'd see out of it. Um, Zephyr is pretty brutal in terms of like the hiking up, and cell coverage isn't great at any of them. So like logistically, it wouldn't be great for the the pro tour. Um, and, and stuff like that, but I would love to see it personally. I just know that it's not really feasible. So uh, it's a pipe dream for sure. All right, I'm going to move us on. Did you say pipe dream because uh, it's partially in California and marijuana is legal? Uh, n- no. Oh. But, I mean, Canada just, like, legalized the marijuanas. So, I know. So, like, you know, maybe I was – I no, there was no innuendo of, of, of any kind with the – with the oh, you were more go- you were more going for like a Mario Brothers reference. I got yeah, you. yeah, I got, you. I got that's you. That's it. No, it. I guess everything has to be a reference. So yes, uh, so we have our uh, our wonderful Raptor Range callers. Uh, we have a phone line for the podcast seven zero seven nine three nine five four seven six. You can also email us an audio file to our uh, email address, which is the Disc Golf Podcast at gmail dot com. And uh, if you just want to use the voice memo app on your phone. 
record us a, a snippet. You could do or an audio recorder on your phone if you don't have an Apple. Well, I mean, yeah, any sort of whatever it is. If you want to record some audio on your phone, however you do it on on those apps. Uh, if you want to send us in a description of your ace call, the tournament you just won, the tournament you played well in, a disc golf dispute. Say you've got a beef with one of your friends that you need us to adjudicate. We will do that. Say you've got a cousin that says he could beat you in a fight. Like, yeah. let us know what's up. Yeah, let us know what's up. Say you are an incredible singer and you want to spoof a song to make fun of Joe. You can do that. And I will play it. I will play the shit out of it every time. So, uh, Robin actually went out and bought an old school iPod Nano just to fill with songs uh, making fun of my yeah. non-aces. and. And he uh, he also bought like the cool like old headphones that uh, were just like a little speaker with a little bit of like foam on it that mm-hmm. just go over your ear but not fully over your ear just against your ear. I legitimately little, made it my ringtone with a little like metal uh, band that connects them. Like he went and bought those just just to roll with it. My ringtone is legitimately you know Hucker gently. So he uh, he. Bought a uh, a CD player, a portable CD player with like thirty second skip protection. You're digging too deep here. Nobody knows what that is. No, they don't. That's why I was going there. Yeah, Th- there's there's going to be like ten people right now that are like, oh, I know you're talking about skip protection. Well, it yeah, never it never mattered. It didn't really matter because yeah. if you're skipping, you're going to skip. I don't care how long your skip protection is. Mm-hmm. Um, CDs, look them up. They were a thing at one point. Mm-hmm. We can move forward. I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Joe. So anyway, Raptor Range, email us uh, an audio file to the uh, disc golf podcast at gmail.com or you can call us in. If you want to do it in one take, I mean, pros can just call the phone line 707-939-5476. So hit that up. We've got calls backlogged. So we are uh, we're doing our best to play everyone's messages. So if you sent us in a message and we haven't played it yet, just just trust us. We're going we're gonna to try and get to it. And uh, if we haven't after several weeks, I will we'll keep trying. Or maybe Joe hated it. I'm going to blame Joe. Joe hated it and said, no, we can't play that. You're welcome to resend stuff in, too, if, if for some reason we missed it. Yeah. But uh, where do you want to start? You want to start with a song? You want to start with... We got some, some good ones. We got songs. We I, got, think we, I think we go song, then call. Song, then call. All right, so... This that's good because the call uh, the song was from last week, so we may as well play that first. But uh, this one is is uh, called "An Ode to Joe." It's by Paul Pacheco, and uh, yeah, he's a uh, we love I love Paul. I feel like there might be a reference to me not having an ace. Just I you know I'm gonna start it. We'll see what happens. certain sound follows disc golfers all around when your toss is pure you will hear it it's the sound when chains clash a finished hole in one smash yet every one of joe's drives missed completely pause real quick Joe. that 
is not true. I feel like he's smoking one of those cigarettes that have like that extended holder, yeah, like, the like plastic holder like, on it for sure, and like a twirled up mustache. Yeah, and he's got like a monocle. Um, yep, yep, and it has like an old timey microphone. Yeah, like part of our logo, like uh, absolutely. Um, and he has like a waxed mustache, and yep, he's, yep. he's wearing a tuxedo. But, but I do just just gotta put it out there. Not all of my drives have missed completely. Well, I not completely. Listen, if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> okay, you can keep playing. <laughs> you want to keep playing? All right. He's he's about to he's about to belt it out. So I know he is. You ready? Has never thrown an ace. <laughs> Robin rubs it in his face. That's true. <laughs> so we boast and call our races in to the Raptor Rain. Nice plug. I love it. Joe, it's throw a true company man. Your discs away. They probably don't do Done. that. Your Octo Hall with IPA. That's a good right. call. Get yeah. drunk to numb your pain. You burn. Why do you think I drink? Disgrace. Ouch. I need more words. went for it like he really did like even if you're off a little bit like if you if you just get after it there's respect for that good song i i just but that reiterates my point from last week that i um and i'll tell you right now like it hasn't happened but i feel like at some point like it's gonna happen i it's but i just i feel like i have to like bottle it up and not tell anybody about it like for the team. Well, I mean, there's for no, the for the slackers. There's no predicting when when something like this could happen. No, I'm just I'm just saying I uh, I don't think I can report it. I think I'll let Robin know, but I feel like it just needs to stay off the podcast. No, 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 no. I'll I'll make sure that. Listen, I would never miss an opportunity to deny that something happened. So you know, but I feel like I'd, 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 I I feel like I would be letting <clears throat> people down. If I got an ace at this point. No, no. I think you'll be surprised. There will be... When you get an ace, there will be a series of songs that are just rejoicing in the in the moment of your ace. Like, they'll you, just be basking in the You know the, the Raptor magic. Range call I fear the most? What? When Spencer calls in. That, that you better hope... Uh, doesn't happen and he's like luckily i, I don't, i'm not sure he's still again i think he's in another phase where disc golf like is oh well, uh, he has another small child yeah and no friend to prod him and make him come out yeah nor a job where he has to go to costco a week on weekends and <laughs> yeah um i just i just feel like you that we're supposed to go there this weekend we should try and we should try and get him out yeah i could bring henry I, I think there's a good chance it's just gonna be henry and i oh yeah okay 
Just make Natasha drive your kids and you can just jump in my car. Yeah, that's probably not happening. Just say, I'll drive home, which mm. you would anyways. But Yeah, and drive both ways because, you know, I'm, I'm a better driver. Yeah, that makes we're, sense. We're going to go with that. I mean, it's the but, truth. Yeah. All right, you want to get to the next call? I mean, Paul, thank you, Paul Pacheco. That was amazing. That was that was like when you first started going like after the lalas and you went and you tried to belt something else out. It got a little rough, but you committed fully. Yep. And that's how you, and that's how you take care of that. And yeah. then there's no judgment because it's like, all right, well, yeah, you just said, fuck it. I'm doing it. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. Yeah. None of that. Carl Lewis, like I'm going to make up for it now. <laughs> but listen, you come to my hood. And we'll play. Very good chance you'll beat me in a round. <laughs> but I'm going to drink it at the table. <laughs> That's like my new calling card. Like, yeah. I'm not about to try and act like I'm going to kick someone's ass because it just doesn't happen when I play new, when I play against listeners. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't all of a sudden go to like God tier playing disc golf. But I'll tell you what, I can put them beers down. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I got going for me. Nice. Uh, that's definitely a unique skill. There's definitely not a lot of people out there that... Rob, uh, just let me have something. Okay, you're right. Let me have you something. You are very good at drinking. All right, let's listen to, to Connor. You are a borderline alcoholic. You're welcome. <laughs> let's, let's listen to the call we got from uh, Connor Sarkaz, who has a, uh, a cousin that we played with in San Francisco, who's Eli. Um, and Olivia. <laughs> Here we go. Let's Let's listen to what Connor has to say. Hey, Joe and Robin, this is Connor, uh, Stark Haas on Slack. And I already, I already last said that. Wednesday, I played a tournament, and uh, it was the, one of the best rounds I've so ever had. So talking back to you right now. Um, it was yeah. the day after it's uh, like I listened to Eli this called in before. with his tournament win. I uh, won this tournament in the advanced division. It was pretty nice. I played the best round I've I'm played certain in a very long time. Eli and Connor Ended are different people. Plus two score, I'm two bogeys, okay. one five, two birdies, and I looked it up on um, the PDGA website and other tournaments in the past that have got that score of a plus two have uh, been rated like 975, which is like 75 above my rating. So I was Bagger. really happy about that. Yeah. And I you know, very... didn't want to be outdone by Eli, so got to get the tournament what W right there. Um, but Eli forgot to mention that both of us wore our Eli's golf podcast shirts on the day that we won. So that bump is real. It is legit. <laughs> Let me let me just say, uh, Eli always wears his disc golf podcast shirt, and I'm fairly certain Connor does too. So I knew you guys were wearing your disc golf podcast shirts because um, you're good people. You're good people, and you know how to do what's right when you're on the course. So uh, you want that DGP bump? Get that shirt on. Also, we don't have any more of those, so you can't I have mediums. get those shirts. If but... you're a medium, I've got some of those left. So. Throwstuffstuff.com. Woo! Don't underestimate the DGP bump. No. All right. Could have just let him go. I got a little story for you. That was a story, Connor. That was definitely a story. Bolt with someone's name on it. (laughs) Called him back, left a message. He didn't get back to me. All right. Put it in my bag. My favorite forehand disc. I use it all the time. On league on Friday. I play with the guy. Same name. I'm like, oh, geez. I hope it's not him. I feel like I have to hide my volt every time I bring it out, hide the bottom so he doesn't see his name on it. But we get to talking, and he used to throw volts. So I'm like, ah, oh, crap. 
definitely his disc. Uh, I just feel so bad because I don't, I like it. I don't want to just give it to him. So ended up not telling him. Holy crap. He didn't crap. find out. Hope it's all good. Oh, no. It's not all good. See ya. It's Love the podcast. It's not all good. All right. So Rob oh, and I. I uh, forgot to mention. Oh. Joe. Sorry, Someday Connor. you'll get that ace. Ooh. You know what? I haven't got That's one me. either, but I would rather have a tournament victory than an ace. That's just me. That is just you. Well, you're also a disc thief. That is just you. Who, um... Wow, Connor, I, I, uh, you know, save, save your, your, uh, your attack here in this moment. What is it? Russell Westbrook, who is like, I'd rather have an MVP than an NBA championship. That is absolute garbage. That's garbage. Nobody feels that way. Yeah, but save that. Okay, sorry. Let's address the fact that the... He's a disc thief? He's a disc thief. I mean, there's really no you know way what? around this. Like, okay, so Rob and I listened like to this at, before. We listened to this on the pre-show. Um, there is a way around it, and I thought of it just now. Okay. Um, unless, Connor, you're younger than your cousin, which is very possible. Um, if so, you need to go, hey, mister, and you just you just need to, like, buy beer for this dude. Yeah, or... You just need to slowly just give him beers for a long time, and you just you have to repay your sins. I, you know, or you could just be like, hey, did you lose a vault like a normal human being yeah, would do? Yeah, I called you and I left a message and no one called me back. Is this yours? I love it. That like, would have been, been throwing a it. great thing to do. Yep. It's like uh, there's a lot of sitcoms that are around uh-huh. that are really hard for me to watch. Yeah. Because it's someone who just keeps digging deeper and deeper. Oh, they, they call it the idiot plot. Yeah, I can't. It's it's the the plot that uh, that would not work if there was a single human in the plot that made a sane decision. Like Last Man on Earth started that way, and then it got past it, and it was a great show. But the first like season, I fought through, uh, and then it got a lot better. But those things, or uh, like uh, Meet the Parents, I hate that. I hate yeah. movies like that where it's just like you know if you were just honest and you weren't trying to cover something up by like. Making hiding the, it and pretending it didn't happen. Yeah, you could, you'd be fine. Like, why are you spray painting a cat right now? That's a terrible idea. That would never work. Like, don't spray paint the cat. Give the man his disc back, Connor. You need to find that person and you need to get him his disc back right now. The reason you don't have an ace is because you are hogging a whole lot of disc golf karma, and that that shit is going to come back and bite you like super hard. But my disc golf karma is really good. Well, I mean, I, I think you've done something you're not telling me about. I think that's really I think that's really what it is. We need to exercise your, your demons. I know. Like, I'm honestly, like, <laughs> I just stopped and I was like, have I? What did you do? What did you do? But, uh, Connor, bro, you you need to... Eli, I you know what? I'm going to move on to Eli because we know that Eli is a good man. Army medic, right? Essentially, helps he, the elderly. He's well. He's not an army medic, but he's he's he's, uh, he's military and he's he's uh, studying to become a, a, a he's a nurse a nurse. So, uh, but w- we know he's a man of integrity and would never do something like this. You got to talk to Connor because this is this is bad. This is really bad. What if that disc is the man's favorite disc ever and he changed his phone number and that's why he didn't respond and some other idiot that got it, uh, got that new number, didn't respond because they had no idea what disc golf was. Like you could make this man's day by returning his favorite disc to him selflessly and going online and buying yourself another Volt because they're a good disc and they're going to be great. 
and you'll figure out how to throw your new vault. So, right? Because now you're going to run into the situation where I'm going to call him Gary is like, wait a minute, is that my vault? Yeah. And suddenly, this is what's going to happen. Nope, I just figured it out. I this this is what's going to happen. You're going to go all the way. You're going to just make a deal with the devil. You are going to be playing on a card with Gary, and you're going to hit an ace with that vault. And he's going to go to sign said ace vault and be like, wait a minute. And then you're going to be banned for the rest of league for the rest of your life. Is that worth it, Connor? Is that really worth it? I, I think given his uh, track record of, of uh, you know, poorly thought out behavior, yeah, he, he probably would take that. He'd probably be like, whatever, finders, keepers. Connor, I'm disappointed. I'll sell you your disc back to you for 15 bucks. Connor, I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad. I'm just really disappointed. I that's. I think you're better than that's that. That's true. I think you are better. And I So really, I think what you need to do at next league, I'm going to tell you right now, you need to get a six-pack of beer, some nice beer, not PBR, which isn't that bad, not Coors Light, not water beer. You get, uh, you get a nice... Uh, I'd say IPA, but I feel like just just because I know Eli, like I don't think you're ready for that. <laughs> um, I feel like you get like a nice like Bavarian beer, like a nice six uh-huh. pack, and you just you just bring it and you have it in your bag and you say, "Hey Gary, you know what? Something's been kind of bothering me. I'll be honest. I found this a long time ago. I really dig it. Is this your disc?" And if Gary is like, "Oh, it is. I lost that forever ago," you say, "I would like to give you this six pack of beer." I really appreciate it. Um, it's been doing a lot of work for me. Um, I'm hoping that this peace offering will clear things up. And, and then, then hand and them then their disc. And then offer their disc. No, no, they did this. There's no. You should not try and keep this disc. At, and you, you, you offer it to right, them. You hand them their disc, and if they say nah, keep it. That's okay. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly right. But you get them some beer, maybe some small packets of salt that Robin loves, mm-hmm. and you just hand it to them. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's salt for your nose. It's the only way to do it. I, I'm sorry, Connor, but you got you to gotta, you gotta make this right. You got to sack up, my man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, maybe it's all for nothing. Maybe it's not that guy's disc. Like, there are other people that throw vaults. It, it could be a complete coincidence totally but you can't you can't just go running around yeah and, can't and can't run scared like it really you know unfortunately like i have lost some cool stuff and if i if i ended up on a card with a dude that had one of my rad discs that i was like no one ever called me about i might just be like give me that back you know uh i probably wouldn't but i would I, be, i'm gonna give an example of, of something that happened to me personally on a course that doesn't have to do with the disc, but I found a complete, perfectly rolled marijuana cigarette with a glass crutch on it. So it had like a glass, like uh, we talked earlier about the the plastic extension for a cigarette. So this is like a glass uh, extension for a a joint that uh, that was you know basically ready to smoke so you wouldn't have that on your finger that's from tim he's a good man i played with yeah. him last week yeah and so i found it on the ground i picked it up and i'm like holy crap like what the hell is this and you know i was like i've never done drugs before i don't know what this 
this strangely rolled thing is, and it smells very. It might is that coming off like I like I haven't smoked pot before. It's not. You're not buying it. I don't. I found this joint with a glass. You're cru- not buying it. Crutch. But let me explain to you what a, a glass crutch is. I've never used the marijuanas. So I obviously wouldn't know what any of the things I just explained to you were. <laughs> but the the moral of the story is I caught up to the group uh, to a group in front of Joe's with me. I caught up to them and I was like, "Hey, did you guys lose anything?" And they're like, "No, no, no, we haven't lost anything." And I was like, "It's not a disc." And the, one of the guys looks up at me right away and he's like, "Oh, I lost a joint." And I'm like, "It's right here. Like I found it. Here you go." And uh, he was like super thankful and like took it from me and then he caught me in the parking lot on my uh when we were leaving he was like you know what man that was super cool here you go it's yours that it like don't worry about it it's dipped in pcp it'll be cool (laughs) but like that that's what you have to do you do in any situation where you find something that's not yours that someone else's you have to do the best you can to return it to whoever it is and in the end something good's gonna happen like, like in that end, that person was so grateful at that happening, like it is already lost in their mind that they were just like, here, man, this is all yours. Like you can have it. So, I mean, that's probably the most stoner story I've ever told on this podcast, but nonetheless, it's a good example of, of how disc golf culture works. And most of the time people are going to try and give you money when you return their discs. I've had that happen a ton of times. People are going to give you another disc. People are going to be endlessly thankful and you hand stuff. The best thing to do is to try your best to do the right thing and give people back their disc. You know, and I feel like, um, you know, disc golf is one of the fastest growing sports, if not the fastest growing sport. And unfortunately, a part of that culture I feel is kind of slipping away. You think so? so? I, I do. I feel like I used to get more calls and there was more of that going on. You never got calls, though. I've always gotten That's calls. True. I've ne- what the fuck? Anyway, I still, but I've, this I've, goes back to my point. But I've seen, you, but got, I've seen, you, got some, you got some skeletons I've in that closet, my friend. I've seen messages on Facebook, though, from multiple people being like, ah, oh, no one's going to call you. No one calls anymore. Oh. Like, really? There's a lost and found page for the UFOs, mm-hmm. and there have been a lot of people being like, well, it's gone forever. Like, it's. That's huh. changing. I don't and believe I think, it. Well, there's a lot of new people coming in, and they need to be listening to our podcast. So they know what to do, and not be jerks. Yeah. Discs are like twelve dollars. Go spend twelve dollars, or throw what you have. Don't take other people's shit. It's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. All Connor, right. Eli told me he Connor, beat you we, up. We know you got you got good blood. We so, believe in you. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you can you can go out find this person. Give him, give him a shady HJ to make up for it, and uh, and let him have his vault back. Yeah, do the right thing, and maybe Olivia has like a daughter that'd be perfect for you, and life will be good. Well, well, all right. Well, uh, I think it's time we moved on to our deer review, our world famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course tonight. We have the Innova Whale, which is a two speed. Three glide, zero turn, one fade putter, and we have it in KC Pro Plastic. It's got a sweet, uh, um, shiny whale stamp on it. Thank you, Julian. And uh, we are going to pair that with Kunhen Dripa Double Rice India Pale Ale, uh, which we got from uh, I'm going to say Michael Morris, but it's it's spelled M I K L Mikal. 
So it could, I, I could be Michael, Michal. This is uh, very fragrant. 9.5% alcohol. And this is out of Michigan, right? Yep. It's a whale of a beer. So th- this says... Get it because it's a whale. And I was like, oh, man. I, I, and, it, of course, the city has to be crazy, too. Wyan Dute. Yeah, what's with that, Michigan? <laughs> like, you're rad. Like, I dig it. But I think they probably like it. They're just like, ha-ha, these Californians, they can't pronounce our cities. Like, where does Joey? Joey lives, like, in Ipsum. <laughs> it's like someone lives in a city named after Thor's hammer. I, I'm going to say that, that Joey lives in Ypsilanti. Yeah, something like, like... But, like, why does this... Why does it have to use, start with like, a Y? Like, use words. Yeah. I, I guess Sonoma's not a word, but it's very easily to spell and understand. Yeah. We win. But uh, so the, one of the things that he sent us a, a nice package of several beers, all of which uh, need to be drank soon. So that's why we we put these two together. Uh, I guess we'll do what we need to do. <clears throat> so uh, we, we really wanted to get after it right away. And, uh, and so... This is one of them. Plus, it looked like the most interesting. And uh, Joe always picks by alcohol percentage. So that's that's the bigger part. So he saw that 9.5, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's a whale. Whales love high alcohol percentage, which I don't think he can prove that, but that's what he said. Everyone knows whales are alcoholics. Yeah. Whales just love. They just drink everything in the sea. They're just big-time drinkers. Well, no, basically, I was like, ooh. Oh, there you go. Um I was just thinking, it's a whale. Whales are big. Let's go big alcohol. Granted, oh. Robin and I drank a couple beers. That is a super interesting. We drank, drank a couple beers last night from our uh, Tavor stash that were higher alcohol. That were pretty damn tasty. Um, by the way, if you ever run into Evil Twin Brewing even more JCS... Oh, that was good. That was like really good. Like, yeah. All right. So anyway, sorry. This, this, this is intense. Um, right, right off the bat, it you get the bitterness right away, and then you get like a, uh, it's almost like syrupy, mm-hmm. like very much a syrupy flavor that comes off immediately. Um, off of this this IPA, the I don't know that I can taste like a, a the rice aspect of it necessarily there's something there's something there's something there's something that's it's so strong the the kind of up front that you get the 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 ipa punch the fruit and the the pine i totally joed this beer you did i took a first sip and i was like well i'm just gonna get after it and like i drank half of it (laughs) i just like held my trouble this thing is strong i just held my can right now and went oh no (laughs) i mean it it's there's very much the malt is there too in, in that flavor profile, but but the initial kind of hit is is a very bitter flavor, and then a, kind of a syrup, and then a, the, the finish is dry with the kind of malt. Okay, so this was I think it says like a crowler on it, so I think it was it what came off tap and then was canned and sent to us. I'm tasting like honey and sugar, and I am too, but it's um it's boozy. But it's not, oh, very it's much not so. boozy in like the uh wolf mother that we had in an early episode. Yeah. Like it is it it's it's No, like, but you know you're getting something that's It's like uh it's like um like a mead boozy. Like it's uh Okay. 
It's a like the sweet goes with it. It's not like a yeah, a spicy boozy, if that makes sense. Yeah, like it's I, not a hot like hard alcohol boozy. Yeah, it's like I, well, a, I mean, I think it it tastes like it's eight plus percent alcohol, but it doesn't taste like it's nine point five. No, no, you could you could so, these down. So, um, but it's it's definitely like if someone's like it's nine point five, be like, yeah, yeah, I get that, yeah. but it's yeah. not. But that, I mean, let me take a step back. Y'all know that's my wheelhouse. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm into that, and it's good. It's got it's got so much flavor. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Um, and there's a lot going on here, and the smell too. Like, I popped the can; it was super floral. Like, boom. Yeah. Um. It it tastes good. That there's something like I wish I could explain it. It's got to be the rice. And it might maybe it's like a a more more malty something, but it's not like Could regular be. malt. Like it's maybe that's the syrup that you're talking about. The syrupy yeah. might be like that rice. It's there's something. I mean, even even bordering on on like a triple IPA. It's like if you if you got like a juice IPA or like a New England style like uh, hazy IPA, like a juice haze, but it was a little bit more syrupy, like a yeah. thicker hazy IPA. It's kind of like that. Yeah. I'm very bitter, very very bitter. Um, At the end, though, like it's not. I don't know. I feel like it hits you right away. I don't know. I drank half of it once. It's like yeah. Half, I, <laughs> I feel. Like, I feel like the bitterness gets <laughs> you immediately. As Joe and I both take a sip at the same time. Great radio. So it's also. I, I was smelling it too. I wasn't even drinking it. Um, it's got that same, and, and it's the smell that I always get from these like IPAs. That's like pineappley, but it does. The booze comes across on the nose even too. Yeah. Like it's and that might be the floral and that might be like when we talked about when I talked about gin and some mm-hmm. might take that as more of a floral and yeah. for me it's like boozy so it's kind of like that with that sweet pineapple smell. Yeah. And now Robin's going to say things while I drink some so we don't have more dinner. <laughs> uh I don't have too much to add on to there. It's it's powerful. There's uh it's just kind of brimming with flavor just in general, you know, you name it on on the IPA spectrum whether you're calling it pine or, or you know, or hoppiness or or kind of the the fruity flavors the the that we talk about citrus and and whatnot. Um but it is powerful and it sticks with you. And so I don't get the bitter up front, but I, it, but it's it's real quick. Mm-hmm. Like it's not on the end, but it's not. It's yeah. like it's like ooh, fru bitter. I think. And then the biggest thing is that it has like I called it syrupy. I'm gonna say honey. I'm gonna move to honey. Yeah. No, I think that's honey, and that's that's it. That's that um, that honey aftertaste. That's yep. like malty. Like that's yep. what I'm getting. Totally. Yeah. It's like a honey malt so- sort of finish. Like almost like bread. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. like sweet. Like. Um, so, yeah. I uh, very much a fan. I I love this. This is good. Oh yeah. I I'm I'm probably not gonna love it tomorrow morning when I'm at work, especially since we're already running late on our podcast <laughs> by quite a bit. But uh, let's talk about the whale. With that uh, being said, which is over to your right. The whale you is, a, over. So, is a putter. <laughs> so we have a, a KC Pro uh, whale, which has a really pretty sweet uh, stamp on it. You'll never guess it's a uh, whale that's that's on there. And uh, this is a pretty deep, um, 
beaded putter with a pretty blunt nose to it. A small bead, by the way. It's not. Yeah, it's no, not it's not not bead. a mega bead. But I don't even the, know. It's, uh, it's not a mega bead. I wouldn't call it a micro bead either. No, it's no. Kinda, it's just kind of. Like it's a bead. bead. It's a bead. Yeah, and then so I'll, I'll give the numbers again. It's a two three zero one. So two speed, three glide, zero turn, one fade. Um, got got a pretty blunt nose to it. You know, it's not very rounded. It's pretty pretty flat. It's very deep, uh, in in my opinion. And um, in terms of throwing it, I I struggled with it a little bit because of the depth. Um, it, it's difficult for me to to um, to fan grip it. So I I had my best throws with it when I power gripped it and threw it on on more of a a drive type type toss. Um, you know what the shape reminds me of, and it, it won't mean anything to you, and someone might, uh, a Prodigy PA3. Okay. I don't know it well enough to, to confirm like, nor it's, deny. It's, uh, it's blunt instead of rounded like a wizard would be. Yeah. But it's got that same kind of I, speed. I, yeah. I, my my first... You, someday we'll review one and be like, oh, yeah, it's like the whale. Um. My my first thought on this was like after like I threw a couple shots. It took me a second to to really figure out how I wanted to throw this disc. But my um my feeling is is that this is the Colt OS. Okay, that that's what I think this disc is. So the Colt we reviewed in a previous episode. It's way less stable. It it is more of a point and shoot. You can kind of like give it a light shot. It'll fly straight for a while kind of like a dart type thing the whale you can really put a lot more power on and and uh get it to fly straight maybe even turn a little but you can get some fade out of it too um uh, especially on a hyzer shot you can you can throw that 250 foot hyzer and get it to to fade you know nicely at the very end of it yeah so yeah and i i mean for me i think it's it's the putter that you're throwing um if you want to crank something and have a nice slow turnover, I I think it'll finish at the end. I mean the yeah, it depends on the distance. You're right. The ones that were turnovers for me were bad shots. My my good releases, uh, they faded at the end. That's true. The, well, yes and no. I think for, for me, anyways, uh, fan grip for sure. If I was turning over on fan grip, that was all me. But if I was power gripping it, like I was hyzer flipping it, turnover. But it's also, you're not, there's, you don't need to do that. Yeah. You don't need to power grip a putter, like a KC Pro putter, and crank it hard. Like, no. There's so many different ways to get that shot. It um, just, for me, that it felt better in my hand doing it that way. Power grip. So this is one, like, for sure, power grip felt better than fan grip. For me, yeah. It's and so for deep. You for too. me, too. It's just, it's so deep. Um, it, uh, I mean, I, I guess it, in my mind, lives in that kind of judge world. Um, I know people are always like, oh, judge is never stable putter, which I don't know that I necessarily live fully with. Uh, but it's also the grain of salt that I always have to take when I talk about putters is stability doesn't mean a ton the way I throw putters. And it's not the putter's fault. It's my fault because I throw shit too hard all the time. Yeah. So when something's like, it's overstable, unless it's like a C-Line P2 or, well, or just P2s in general or a wizard, like it's going to come back at the end. But a lot of putters are probably real stable, but if I'm throwing them hard, um, 
that kind of goes out the window. Yeah, I mean, it's a two-speed disc. Yeah, exactly. It's not meant to be thrown like I'm throwing a Thunderbird. Yeah, if you give it if you give it nine-speed power, it's gonna do some stuff. Um, So it's it's uh it's difficult with a lot of putters when you're analyzing their their drive, especially you know Joe and I don't have perfect form, so. We're we're trying our best to to you know kind of self analyze and and uh, you know keep each other in check when we're like oh okay well you know I see what I did there I threw it straight into a tree yeah I did that twice <laughs> yeah. twice yay uh, <laughs> well listen this plastic held up great but when I had good releases with it that were smooth it it had nice nice uh, power to it it flew straight um, it faded at the end and um, if if I just like any putter, if I got a little wonky with my form and had a bad release, I was going to turn it. So it's not immune to turn like some of these other overstable putters that we talk about. But I would certainly call it a stable to overstable putter. I would too. Um, and uh, and and it, a nice counterpart, if you like the Colt, um, a nice counterpart to that, a more overstable counterpart. So, or if you're just, if you threw the Colt and you're like, oh, that was way too understable, maybe, right. maybe you try this. And and for me, I think the only, I, I would make a slight adjustment to the numbers that are there. Um, and it's boring. Like it's not huge, but for me, just throwing it, um, it, and it's kind of frivolous for me to say, like, I don't know if it's a three glide, I would say two. Like, I didn't feel like it kind of just had nice glide forever. I just kind of feel like it was just another putter. So, and, but also, like Ron was saying, I feel like it had more fade than a one when you gave it time to kind of come back. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, for me, on first throw, um, and Rob and I, I'm so proud of ourselves. We talked about numbers out in the field before we came back and even looked what it was. Cause the one we have doesn't have numbers on it. Like I had it at a 2202. Yeah. Which is clean, which is and it and, and it flew and, well, and, and you know I what you're said, doing with I, it. I said three two zero one, so I had the speed wrong. But uh, well, and then we kind of talked about it too. I feel like you ended up with a two fade. I did. No, Just, no, no, no. You stayed. With that I say I say with the one, but I I think the I I don't think the three glide is. I don't know. I mean, it it's true. It's a putter, so it probably has that. So. I think that the two three zero one is fine. I don't. I don't have any argument. Like for me, I mean, we talk about we talk about dislike, like we talk about the FD being the only true like six glide, six glide. Yeah. And for me, <laughs> once again, biased. Like the judge is the true three glide. And, and the judge is the is the. Uh, That's is, what I judge glide against. No, with totally. The I and, agree. And it definitely did not have judge glide. Yeah. Um. Yeah, certainly not. No, and I think you're right to to use the judge as the uh as the marking you know the bar for for glide for uh, right. for a driving putter or you know any putter really. Right. Um. So with with, with that said, <laughs> I'm just putting a little. Uh, if you're in Slack, and I don't know how you'll take this. Um. Although the judge has more glide, and I feel super confident throwing a judge. I'm not going to throw a judge a ton further than I could throw a, a whale. I think yeah. co- confidence will get it out further, and I know the flight path more. But I I think I could absolutely outdrive a, a whale by by twenty twenty five feet. 
Oh, totally. With, with a judge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm saying like 50 yeah. feet is. But like, that's a big deal with putters. I mean. Oh, like, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I know that flight and it's what I do, <laughs> which will just roll straight into it. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that I use a whale for, um, I'm doing better with a judge. Yeah. And, and I feel the same way. I'm either going to use a Nova or a Zone, depending on, on what I want to do. Um, at one of those two discs. So right. Well, and for me, it's like for what I would use the whale for, judge, hardcore. Yeah. The distance and everything, you'd like, could definitely be a zone. Um, dude, I throw a zone so much. Yeah. God, it's such a good disc. Great disc. You know, it's a great disc to judge. Mm-hmm. Um, and whales. The whale's a good disc. I, cool. I, I, I like it. It's a it's a nice putter. Um, and uh, and. I you know though I liked the Colt more. Well, I w- still. But but the reason you're throwing, you're throwing a Nova, yeah, instead yep. of a whale, exactly. The Colt isn't your bag. The Colt's cool, whatever. Yep. It's a compliment, but really, yep. for any line that you would be pulling a whale out for, you're pulling a Nova because yeah. it's point and shoot, and it uh-huh. goes right where you want, and, and it I, sticks it, like an easier toss. I can get get a, a straight line. Um, so yeah. I don't know. That's and if you're like, oh, a Nova's a little too deep for me, like, don't get a whale. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, we I think we're both in on the beer, right? I'm in on the beer, but it has to be like in a six ounce can. I, and if we can even get it. These are Crowlers. So, like, this is. Yeah. This is elite company. So, uh, thanks again to, to Michael Morris. Mikal Morris. If if that's how it goes, I'm so sorry. It's fine. We just keep slaughtering it. He sent us more beer, so please let us know how to pronounce your name, and we'll get it right the next time we review one of your yeah. beers. And uh, we're gonna mail you some stuff. So. And also, um, Julian sent us this whale. Oh, sweet! So thank, thank you, you as well. Uh, yeah, so we're two and two. I'd say so. The whale's not going in my bag, obviously. No, um, I, I, it's not a bad disc by any means. I like the stamp. I like the plastic. It just, um, yeah, I'm throwing a judge or I'm throwing a zone. Uh huh. Like if I don't want to go as far as, well, you know what though? I crank it. Never mind. That's me just talking in my it's mind. It's a tough category to, to, to crack in most people's bags. That kind of semi overstable putter, you know? Well, I'll also say. Um, if you're open and you're throwing whale panda, um, you should get a lucid judge panda Ooh. because you will throw it real far panda. Nah, he probably won't. He's throwing a joke ride. He throws other things that aren't in at this point. Joe is referring to a longtime listener, an OG listener. Like, like first 10 Slack members? Probably. Yeah. So good times. Yeah. Thank you, Nate Davis. By the way, if you're in the Washington area, um, and I don't know where you're at with this, Nate, but uh, if you got a really cool job for someone and Nate doesn't have one, he's rad. <laughs> All right, the, are, you got a rating for us on on this? We're we're uh, we're both in agreement on the beer. Put that shit in your bag if you can find it, and uh, the disc. Yeah, it's a good putter, but we're we're both gonna pass. I mean, it's a putter. Uh, 
Uh, well, I that, mean, it's good. It's good. Yeah. What are you trying to I say? Mean, it, it did what? No, no. I was just trying to like. Listen, Joe. We try very hard not to judge people or things by categories, and you let's, know. Let's let's stop this. <laughs> let's stop you trying to do any judgment because your wicked ways have worked. I throw probably, not probably. I throw, and I like take all putts out of the game. Uh huh. I throw a putter more than any other disc. Yeah, probably. I throw lucid judges and zones and zones all the time now. All the time. And you you bust out you bust out FDs. 90 90% of my upshots are either are I w- I would say 70% of my upshots are with a judge and the other like 20 out of that 90 are with a zone. Yeah, probably. Like I throw putters more than anything but i also am very specific like i'm not gonna yeah sully my life by carrying multiple different putters and throwing them and just being like well maybe i can add this to my bag and this to my bag and maybe this i'm not i'm not an animal (laughs) i have my putters i like and i throw them well and i stick with them yeah it's 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 an admirable quality i like it i throw hella fds all right, but you got to give us a rating here. This I your, know, I know. It's your jam. It's time. It's getting late. Daddy's getting <laughs> tired. I need you to. I don't like it when you refer to yourself <laughs> as daddy. Just, just, I'm just not into it. Um, but as long as your wife is, you're fine. I I probably won't stop, so you just probably should get used to it. All right. Oh, I already, like, you've never, like, that's just part of the world. This is a uh, 600-foot park job, but it's at the Utah Open, so it's a hazard. Oh, no. (laughs) Brutal. Oh, no. (laughs) This is the greatest drive ever, but still you got stroked because... It was two feet to the left. Ooh, stroked. That's nice. That's is that kind of like getting flicked? Flick. Flicked. Are we still closing out the show with the with the? Uh, should I save you some editing time and and play it on the way out, and then you don't have to do it? Oh yeah, let's do that. <laughs> like so, waterfalls at this point uh, in a somewhat edited version. I think we'll go forward as our intro song. Uh huh. Y'all got that on the last episode. That's where we're gonna go. You know how great it was uh, editing like the metadata and doing like all the the out uh, the export of the last one and not having to put music by because I didn't. We didn't use any of the music we've been using forever. That still like was free, but I like that we didn't have to state anymore because there's people who gave us that. Um, but uh, we'll edit that out and this just like. This is a song that needs to be done in entirety. Yeah, correct. No, no judgment on you, Frank. We still love you, but we can cut that down a little bit. Yeah, and I feel like you're gonna have another injury at some point that might. Do you think uh, people are gonna like? People aren't going to miss the old intro music, right? I don't think so. I feel like there, you know, there's that piece with like CCDG where they did that, and I know people have told me before. Yeah, but like, Rock into the Brock is a way better right, song, right? But I feel like there are people who are like, "Oh, when I hear that music, like I know what's happening, and I'm into it." But also, it was free, so there's hella YouTube videos and all sorts of things with the same music, yep, because it was free, free music. Yeah. So I like the yeah. thought of having original things that. Uh, 
are unique. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll play that out on this episode. But we got a couple of, uh, we get some business to cover here. Uh, check us out on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. We do a pre-show every single week. It's like a second disc golf podcast every week. So if you become a patron, you'll get access every week. You get a second show. It's worth it. I guarantee it. Check it out. Patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. So I just want to say like, so you know what that is. I actually, I explained it to someone I played disc golf with, uh, with Marty who listened to the show. Basically we used to just, when we came in and started recording, we would talk for like half an hour, an hour and be like, what are we going to talk about? What's going on? Um, and we would figure out and kind of lay out the show and then we started recording that and it kind of just turned into its own craziness with a little bit of time about what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just it's evolved into that plus some craziness plus, uh, you know, us working through our issues. Yeah, we'll play play all <laughs> the uh, the other calls that we get. It's just all kinds of goofiness, like a, like a uncensored uh, let, you know, just let it loose. It's a, it's a, what it is. It's a dollar an episode. Yeah. Well, no, no more, no less. Unless you want to give more, we'd love that. Yeah. So uh, check us out at patreon.com slash this golf podcast. Please uh, you help can also, us fund our WRX. Yeah, you can also uh, hit up our website throwstuffandstuff.com. We have discs up there. We also have a link to join our Slack group, which is a chat uh, group that we have that is centered around disc golf. You can find people in your area, other disc golf podcast fans to talk nonsense about. And uh, it's and it's, uh, raunchy pictures of Robin. It's uh, well, I mean, you can find that on a lot of different places. I uh, post Are, frequently and everywhere. I don't know why I just changed the uh, tone of my voice, but it felt appropriate. So I'm going to flick right over to the next part just, of this. Just look up Robin D's and B's on Live yeah. Leak and you'll find them. Live Thro- Leak, you'll find uh, them. Throbin Brown Hole at liveleak.com. <laughs> and uh, that came so quickly, I've, I'm afraid. Oh, you uh, normally come pretty quickly, but that's uh Dude, you're getting another- so weird. Please wrap this up. <laughs> I know I'm the one who's like extending this like we would have been done two minutes ago. I shouldn't have done anything. I'm sorry. Yep, this is all your fault. Yep, just finish it up. Just, but anyway, uh, <laughs> facebook.com slash disc golf podcast. We're on Instagram as well. Check out our website. We got discs. There's FDs coming soon. Best fairway driver in the world. I'll have them in my hands hopefully soon. Also, if, you're, also if you're a patron, uh, first crack at it. Exactly. You get to pre-order them, so check it out. Uh, in the meantime, get out this weekend and throw stuff at stuff. This is a song for the aceless But those with aces, listen closely You don't always have to huck it hard In fact, sometimes that's not right to do Sometimes you got to lay it up And fucking outrun an ace or two Sometimes you got to ease if you wanna put the D's and the B's Sometimes you got to say Hey, I'm gonna throw it softly I'm gonna hug it gently I'm gonna flick it smoothly 
I'm gonna toss it so sweetly And then you say, hey, I hit some metal And then you say, wait a minute, Robin I think I'm starting to get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork! I feel like we should make this disc? like Marvel movies That's where cool if you stay me, to the end, there's an extra but I like, guess prize. It works for you. What's your favorite beer? Like if they listen all the, the way this far. The answer is an IPA, so let's go to the bar. Yeah. And then I'm on a flick it so sweetly. Like and then I'll fucking hook it softly. And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly. But then I'm on a hook it hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, disc golfers, get out there and huck it hard.